Very poignant as uh, we go into our next uh, interview, music uh, from, uh, uh, you know, uh, Prophet uh, uh, Huma Sekela, I choose to call him, because if you listen to uh, the lyrics of that song, so profound, 18 African countries will hold elections in 2022. The stakes are high, particularly in three, uh, Kenya, Angola, Senegal. And uh, to get more clarity on what is expected to unfold on the continent in 2022, we're joined on the line by advocate uh, Sipo Mandula, researcher at uh, the Tabumbeki African School on Public uh, and International Affairs at uh, UNISA. Advocate Mandula, uh, Happy New Year. Good morning. Uh, Thank you for your time. Let's start in Kenya. Uh, because 2017 was a drama-filled saga in Kenya uh, when they held their elections that ended with an annulment of the result uh, when the courts found uh, serious irregularities in the electoral process. We know that Uhuru Kenyatta's victory was, however, confirmed following a rerun. So we're here again. What do you anticipate for Kenya? Refresh morning, Sister Komo, thank you, the listeners. Thank you again, and uh, indeed, blessed new season of 2022. Indeed, Africa is going under this electoral cycle for 2022. As you have mentioned, Kenya, coincidentally, I was part of the AU Observer Mission in Kenya during that time of 2017. The AU was led by the former President Sabonbeki. As we have said, uh, again, there was a rerun that the Chief Justice Maraga pushed, and as that song said, everything cannot say the same. Uhuru mm. Kenyatta will not be standing for this time. We are looking at William Ruto, who is the deputy president, and as well as a long-time rival, the elder, Raila Odinga, is going for the fifth term now, mm. attempting to become the president. And as we know, elections in Kenya happens uh, around the month of August. For this month, I can say to you, Sister Komoso, we are left with 20 days for two, I mean, 20 and 21 days for two critical countries, one in North Africa, one in West Africa. Uh, Senegal has to go for the uh, municipal local government elections, which have been delayed since 2019. They are only going for them on the 23rd of January. And on the 24th, we are still waiting patiently for Libya, Tripoli, to undergo the presidential elections, which were stalled last month, if you could recall that before Christmas, there were supposed to be elections in Libya. Angola, as you have said, is expected in August. And it seems uh, Joan Loranco, who took over from the former longest-serving president, Eduardo Guajardo Santos, is coming back once more, and UNITA reinforced with the coalition. We might have forgotten our neighboring country, small kingdom, which has been having problems. Lesotho, Maseru is going for the elections uh, in September and October. And you know that country is always having challenges when it comes to coalition <clears throat> of the parties. But as we have said, Kenya is a worrying factor because one thing is a computer that I know about Kenya, I used to joke with them. I say, you are good runners, but you are not good counters. You can't count election results. <laughs> they are good runners, but they can't uh, count <laughs> e- 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 election uh, <laughs> yeah. results. Uh, why is there a general problem of irregularities when elections <laughs> are run in most African countries? You know, I will say to you, as, as, as a former part of the DNA of the AU Observer Nations, we have a, a massive wealth of how do we deal with electoral violence, irregularities, but I don't think we are doing enough. And the coincident the three countries that we are dealing with today, uh, last month they were taken to Washington to attend Biden's uh, conference on democracy, elections, how to deal with these issues. Uh, it was Angola, Senegal, and Kenya 
who were in the in Washington last month. But like I said to Mr. Komoto, you find that the elections, it, it, is a, it, it is a political temperature that you find that contestation happens in the rural areas, in the capital city, but as well as this issue of a power mongering. You know, you have leaders who you look at Uganda in 2021, uh, how the elder you were, when you tussled with Bobby Wine. Mm. You, you, you know, you look at the elections that are very tense uh, that are in Kenya because of the youth population. But again, you still don't have women candidates. For me, my word in those elections in many African countries is that you still don't have the, uh, the, the balancing of the genders as well. Mm. How do you balance it? But even the finding of elections, I can tell you, uh, like I spoke about Lesotho, Lesotho always gets a bailout from us. That is very clear. But you find that the pre- preparations of elections are very critical. And amidst, amidst COVID-19, I think you will recall since 2020, 2021, elections in Africa have been held under serious pressure of how do you manage it under COVID-19. Yes, campaign. absolutely. You know, how, do you, how, you, how, how do you manage uh, voting? Uh, how do you manage as well as the post-election justice? We saw Gambia, there was a post-electoral justice last month. It was thrown out of the court. You might expect the same in Angola or Kenya and in Yeah. And speaking of Angola, uh, because in 2017, uh, you know, uh, Dos Santos had been in power for yeah. for one, two, three, four yeah. decades. Uh, for, yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know, the incumbent, the current incumbent uh, is yeah. seeking a, a second term after, of course, he took over from Dos Santos in, yeah. in 2017. Uh, yeah. you, you know, what are the prospects of him letting go when it's time, even if he does get re-elected uh, this year, when it's time to go, knowing we've got that Dos Santos history? Yeah, remember, Luaronko was a hand-picked of uh, the same former president, but he might say, allow me to go for the second term because I was still finishing the first term. Yes. And, and, and another <laughs> second point is that recession has affected the oil industry in that country. The COVID-19 travel Restrictions have affected, but like I say, you you have a new uh, coalition coming from UNITA, one of the largest opposition mm. that has now established a alliance. And I can assure you, Angola, nothing has changed. Uh, if you look at how the Portuguese have still, I mean, they are still holding them ransom with being a former colonizer. But the politics of uh, Angola are still very within the liberation movement mm. of. MPLA, and I can assure you, Loranco will come back as a newly elected president come August 2022. Yeah, I like that. I can assure you part. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but you need money to run elections. Uh, re- re- elections are not cheap at all, right? Uh, and, and, and COVID-19 has put a dent on you know economies globally, but even more particularly uh, economies in the African continent. Uh, you know, what uh, impact does this issue of economies that are not performing well, what is that going to mean for, you know, the country that are going to have elections because I'm going to assume uh, the budgets are lower and when the budgets are lower uh, to run these elections, uh, you know, it opens room for space for irregularity. Correctly, but again, even it will open space for electoral violence and the issue of uh, the change of power that we have those who have been in, into office for more than five years. Mm. You look at the local government elections that I spoke about, Senegal, they were supposed to go for the local government in 2019, and we know very well that local government is the government that is directly involving the citizens. 
And once you don't have it into place, you're going to have a challenge as well as we have uh, alluded that even COVID-19 came as a surprise to many electoral management bodies to say, now, how are we going to manage on the issues of the pens? How are we going to manage on the campaigns, the numbers? Because there are mostly the restrictions that are globally on elections, mm. that how do you manage them when you have new variants uh, uh, emerging uh, as well? But the issue of funding, I can assure you, is something that the AU regional bodies like SADC, ECOWAS, they've been struggling mm. because member states are not paying their dues at the AU. Because once you have an observer mission, uh, you have electoral support, you need to put more money into electoral democracy projects. Because once you don't put money there, it becomes a challenge and you have been funded by the West. Hence, you find the EU, uh, the French uh, countries are always investing in elections in Africa because they are looking at the dividend, which is an economic outcome. After yeah. this election, what next? And that's why we've been missing that point in the African continent for many years. But we think elections are all about ticking the box and going for the campaign, giving people T-shirts and food. There is something beyond elections. It's all about governance, democratization of the state, and as well as dealing with underdevelopment. Because you don't go for the elections and you don't emphasize on how do you bring change into the daily lives of the citizens. And lastly, with Senegal, uh, you know, the space is not very rife for opposition yes. politics there, not yes. at all. Yes. In fact, as you and me are having this conversation even now, uh, yes. you know, uh, there's tensions. The, yes. the tension yes. is, is thick. We know what happened in March of last year. So yes. what, if at all, are expectations for free and fair elections there? And, and, and I think you are raising an important issue. That is correct that the, uh, the build-up, there's a mounting tensions going on in Dakar. Mm. But the EU has been focusing on presidential and national elections. So we hardly focus on the so-called local government elections. That has been our challenge mm. in many instances because of capacity. But remember, that's where power is highly contested. Hence, you had to have this electoral tensions and confrontations. But it is up to the a country itself, how does it have their electoral dispute resolution plan? How do they resolve this dispute and conflict? Because they are emerging out of uh, power contestation, out of the manifestos that they are putting together. And like we are looking for Kenya, uh, Senegal, Lesotho, we don't expect electoral violence, but we need to, how do we mitigate them? And I think it's all about the mitigation and as well as to allow political uh, multi democracy to can thrive because. Once you have Mike, I mean, Mike, Mike Sali and his coalition, Beno Bok Yakara, uh, contesting this local government, it shows us a build-up for his presidential elections in 2024. Because Senegal is going for the uh, legislative in July. Now in January, it's local, and they are planning for their presidential in 2024. So you can see the tensions are going high in the continent, despite there will be relatively peace and calm. That's what we are expecting, Mr. Comte. We can never be pessimistic about an African democracy project. Absolutely. We have to be always optimistic. Absolutely. And there we're going to have to leave it. I'm sure we'll talk again as the year unfolds. Thank you, uh, Advocate Sipo Mandula, researcher at the Tabumbeki African School on Public and International Affairs at UNISA. Uh, the producers of uh, this show. Thank you to our technical producer as well. We'll see you tomorrow. Keep it SFM. Don't forget, uh, later on, Living Redefined, uh, Beyond the Headline, Spot On, and uh, many other uh, programs that are coming through. It's midday or 12.01. It's time for Update at Noon.